0: With Larry Bergman this evening. Larry, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time to come out and see us this evening. Yeah. Cool. So um, let's just obviously get right into our interview. I'm very excited to talk to you. Having seen your artwork, it's just yeah a very fun exciting moment. So you hopefully had a second to go over my questions mm-hmm. and kind of ruminate on them. So my first one that I wanted to know about was Uh, for you to tell us a little bit about your activity within the art community within Spokane.
1: Okay well I mean I I put my art up at different venues Uh, a lot of the venues well not a lot of them but some of the venues that I use are go through RAFA because we have a um, you know a group of venues that we Mm -hmm. we change art around Um, but there's a few quite a few actually that I will contract myself. I'll go meet the people and at various things, places, and it could be um, restaurants, it could be um, wineries mm-hmm. or various places like that. So I've done that and that's, those seem to work out a little bit better for me.
0: Okay, so, so maybe the di- the diversity yeah. of the situation yeah. or just kind of hitting a different type of Yeah, because I'll go
1: into a place and I'll look at it and I'll see what they're doing and if they're hanging art, um, uh, I'll talk to the owner and find out, get a little bit more. And I'll look at the people, what kind sure. of people do they have there. And uh, then I'll ask them, and I haven't anybody turn me down. so.
0: Okay. Well, if they've seen your work, though, yeah, they shouldn't. So. Wow. <laughs> now, are you a Pacific Northwest native? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, I was born and raised here, but I um, spent most of my life out of the area.
0: Oh okay, so so
1: I um you know by the time I was eighteen years old, I went into the Navy for many years, and i I just lived in different parts of the country mm-hmm. and worked for different companies and what have you. never really had a chance to do any artwork. I just was busy working okay. so then I came back to spokane because actually, I kind of liked it, you know, mm-hmm. I figured, you know that's be a nice place to.
0: Yeah, kind of settle down, retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, as I said before, I have seen quite a bit of your work, Mm -hmm. um, and it is equally chaotic yet very regimented. Mm -hmm. How is that balance met?
1: Well, I kind of balance it based on, first of all, black and white. In other words, have enough white space against the black, Mm -hmm. and not put too much black against black. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I space it out that way. And then Um, And I never know really exactly what my designer pattern's gonna be in the beginning. I'll usually come up with a theme um, and then work around that. And then a lot of times I'll carry that theme through with different uh, images throughout the drawing just Mm -hmm. because it relates to the theme. But, Mm -hmm. uh, But as far as the graphics and what have you that go on, I always try to find something that's new. That, that I haven't done before, mm-hmm. or a variation of. And so that's the creative part. I, I, I love doing that because uh, I have to think of new things. So if you right. do enough drawings, pretty soon you run out of ideas and you have to, you know, so you just come up with it. Mm-hmm. That's what I do.
0: Now, the kind of on the same vein, as far as this regimented art style, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk a little bit about pen and ink, which mm-hmm. I do quite a bit of pen and ink mm-hmm. as well. It's a notoriously unforgivable and mm-hmm. unforgiving medium. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with a situation where there's a mistake?
1: Really one of two ways. One is I have a sharp tool. Okay. And I will very painstakingly if I have a, something that I've made a mistake on, I don't like and it's not real big, I will scratch it out. And I will tell you you have to and you have to do it very carefully so you don't scar the paper. Mm-hmm. And because what you're doing is you're just taking ink off the top mm-hmm. and and it takes time. And I, I can't get in a hurry to do that. And that usually works. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a big mistake, then I'll sit back, look at the whole drawing or whatever I've done and I'll probably implement something that I can cover it up with.
0: Okay, So. yeah. You know. That's a, a great way to kind of not only incorporate something else into the drawing, but to save something. Mm-hmm from when a lot of our reaction as an artist is to ditch it, throw it away.
1: Right, so. actually there was one one thing I did one time and I did, um, it was, um, I have a drawing I call a Joaquina Head Lighthouse. It's on the Oregon coast. It's got a mm-hmm. lighthouse on it, what have you. And the bottom part of it was I, I drew something I did not like. When I got done with it, I just hated it. And so, I cut the paper, Mm -hmm. and I scored in another piece of paper, and uh, do you remember that one, and uh, you know, it, uh, uh, but evidently, it it worked real well, because the paper matched very well, but that's the only time I've ever done that, but I just had to, I didn't want to scrap it, but, so.
0: Right, yes. Yeah. I can get that sentiment that I've gotten to a point sometimes where you reach a point where you've made a mistake and the work that you've put into it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's non-negotiable. Like right. there's no way you're Exactly. You
1: gotta do something. So,
0: now, um, kind of again on the same vein there, can you tell us a little bit about the tools of your trade, what you enjoy using? What are some of the tools that you find are really just implements that really work well for your craft?
1: Well, you know, uh the various pens that we use. I use a pen and micron pens and um and the paper um four seventy six Stratford paper and uh that all works pretty good with me. I use um, a lot of um different um like straight edges and curves and things mm-hmm. like that. But sometimes you can't find something that's going to give you just exactly what you want, so mm-hmm. I will pencil it out or draw it out, and then I will use different curves to get a straight line mm-hmm. because I, I I can do it by hand, and' some I've had to do by hand, but that gives me a good solid straight line on, because especially when you're if you have a a pattern that you're putting in and you want to repeat it mm-hmm. uh, you want it to be pretty consistent all the way through. Right. So that's, I'll use something like that. Mm-hmm. But I've had situations where it, I've come up with something so chaotic that I just had to just all do it by hand. So I would sketch it out very carefully by pencil and just really slowly do it by, mm-hmm. uh, and just by hand. It just, mm-hmm. you know, takes, that's what I do. So those are my instruments.
0: Okay. So that's a wonderful segue actually into our next question, okay. which is talking about timing. And again, I've seen quite a bit of your work. Uh, my favorite piece I have to point out of yours is one that has a beautiful giant sail ship directly in the middle oh. of the drawing. I love it. I absolutely love it. Mm. It's my favorite piece I've seen of yours. So your work is very intricate, and mm. I think that's understating it for our audience. It's also quite large. Mm. I mean, you do pretty large pieces. So. Mm. Can you give me an idea as far as like how long an average piece for you might take?
1: Well, the, the the pieces that I normally do are 22 by 28 or 18 by 24. Sometimes I'll do smaller ones, but um that's that's the typical size. And they'll take anywhere from 4 to 6 weeks. Okay. Sometimes up to 8 weeks depending on how much time I can
0: right. you
1: know spend on it.
0: Right. So Um, Any idea on how many hours a day you might spend on that? Well,
1: if it's six weeks, then I'm spending about eight hours a day for four days a week. Wow. So
0: it's... Very involved. Yeah, Very involved. Again, if people see your work, they would completely understand that because it is minute, minute detail. So um, how did you settle into the style of work that you do? Was was your development gradual as far as your style went or was it something that you were always kind of just into?
1: Actually um I guess I really had no uh particular style um uh, and I guess I was looking for a style all my life but I never really looked at my artwork uh, seriously mm-hmm. because I was always working and um trying to make an income so I wasn't thinking about art but I would dabble in it here and there and off and on and I remember my first art piece okay Mm -hmm. I thought about this the other day I was four years old and my mother told me she wanted me to go to the store and we had a little neighborhood grocery store just around the corner Mm -hmm. and I could walk up to the store and get things and she says I'll write you out a list and I said I couldn't read it anyways she says well, then you make a list. Well, I couldn't write that well. So I drew the list. Mm-hmm. I drew all the little things that I was eggs and the milk and everything. And that's how I, I kind of started. I remember that. But I, um, I never had a style until I saw some work done by a fellow by the name of Ron Kurtz. And he lives in Cheney. And he does similar work that I do and I was just fascinated by all the detail mm-hmm. and everything. So I, um, I went and met him and I told him, I says, I want to kind of adopt what you do. I think I can do that. So we talked about it and I showed him some things I was working on and he really encouraged me to get started. So that, that's what wow. got me going. Yeah.
0: What a, that's very inspiring. I mean, yeah. it's neat to hear a story of meeting another artist and just being so inspired by what they did. Mm-hmm. To kind of develop a style like that, which is purely your own, I mean, a completely different style. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Um, So, name one thing that you most enjoy about the life of an artist, as being an artist. Uh,
1: For me, it's um, peace and quiet. (laughs) Um, It actually, I'm a very intense person. I mean, I, I'm impatient. And it slows me down. Mm-hmm. It really slows. I mean, I have to be, you know, and I am I can spend hours mm-hmm. just doing that. And it's the only thing probably in my life that I can really get peaceful about. Wow. So.
0: It forces you yeah, to it does. slow down. It does. It yeah.
1: forces me to do that. Yeah.
0: Wow. And to focus. Mm-hmm. To really be focused on something else. Right. So, wow. Now, alternatively, is there something that you consider to be... Um, necessarily challenging about being an artist?
1: Um, Not a whole lot, unless it becomes displaying your art, Mm -hmm. because then there's certain demands that people want, they want certain kinds of art, they want certain things, and um, then then you get caught up, well, gee, I hope I sell something, and then I lose track of what Mm. I you know, I had a business years ago. It was actually an audiovisual business. I used to write and produce radio programs for radio stations. Mm -hmm. And I marketed them all over the United States and some over overseas. And it became and it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But it finally got to the point where I was just doing I was meeting customers' demands. Mm -hmm. And it was no longer fun. and that's kind of where it can go with the art if you let that Mm -hmm. if 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 selling something is more important than Than creation right then yeah that would be
0: and our art is so a part of ourselves Mm -hmm. as far as like encompassed in ourselves that I feel that you know give kind of selling that is not necessarily giving a part of yourself away, Right. Um, but a bit of yourself goes into each piece. So right. I can imagine it would be very exhausting um, at some point if it became a nine-to-five.
1: Yeah, and i uh, that's one of the reasons I don't do consignment work. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I have done a couple, but um, one of them was a squirrel, and I did it for my son because he had a friend at work that liked squirrels and he wanted to give him this, so I, I did it for him at and the reason I don't do these things is because you never can meet people's expectations. Right. So I did that and um, then I did one for my son-in-law who's with the FAA and I did one for the Seattle SeaTac Tower. Mm-hmm. And I put all kinds of airplanes and things like that And He loved it. Mm-hmm. In fact, he took all my airplane drawings, he's got them in his office. So. Oh,
0: that's wonderful. So that worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I can definitely understand that, though. There's I've got a handful of commissions, and there's always going to be that aspect that either we are not satisfied with what we created, mm-hmm. or we are struggling to um, communicate what the customer wants onto the paper. Right. Because we're seeing something different. Yeah. So that's always going to be something I feel that if something's lost in translation. Right. Yeah, so, and
1: that it can very easily become a job now right. rather than something you're enjoying doing.
0: Right, something that brings you joy. Right. So, yeah. Now, um, again, we're having wonderful little segues into our next questions <laughs> here. Do you consider your art to be an emotional process? You said that it does help you slow down and help you mm-hmm. kind of calm your impatience. Mm-hmm. Um, do you consider that kind of to be a little bit of an emotional journey for yourself? Or? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because sometimes, um, yeah, because you have to create something as you're going along because it's never what you expect. I mean, if I do a sketch on a piece of paper, it's not exactly gonna be like that when I'm done because I am mm-hmm. I started with an idea, but I didn't have a full idea. And it's really fun, enjoyable uh, to be able to develop it. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, that I enjoy, is when I sell a piece to somebody and they have a story. Mm-hmm they bought it because of something it meant to them. Right. And that happens once in a while, and I just, that's then that's real satisfying.
0: There's a connection there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's really wonderful too, because that's what we want, is we want to connect to people, and we want to have uh, relationships with people. Exactly. And if it's created with that. So, um, you actually were just telling me a bit about your friend who you had, gain some inspiration mm-hmm. from. And that was one of my questions, which had you found yourself inspired by any artistic sources mm-hmm. at all in your life? And are there any other artists that come to mind that you admire that you really like?
1: Leslie Cooley. Oh, yeah,
0: I, she, we, I love she, her.
1: <laughs> I, I, for, when I saw her stuff, I love what she did. And she she draws all these buildings and she does them with lines. Mm-hmm. And I do mine with dots. hmm so I thought we had a, we were both out at the New Moon Gallery for a while, and I had a chance to sit down and talk with her. Wow! And um, she's just a real neat lady. She's
0: we actually just did an interview with her oh, recently good. too. Now, can we in the future hopefully see a collaboration between you two?
1: Ah, uh, who knows?
0: That would yep. be cool. <laughs> you no, know,
1: we 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 talked about some things.
0: That so. would be really neat, Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Much of your work is predominantly black and white, mm-hmm. which you were explaining a little bit about your process mm-hmm. as far as how you apply those. I've also seen some of your work where there are dashes of color. Mm-hmm. How do you decide where that color is gonna go? I don't know. Is it random?
1: Yeah, it is, pretty okay. much. I, I, <laughs> I've tried, I have a real struggle with color. Not color, but uh, what media I'm gonna use to do the color. and. Uh, it never turns out the way I like. It. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm never quite satisfied with it. So, right. um, you know, I when I was growing up, my dad he used used pastels all the time, and that I tried some of that. Mm-hmm. I never liked it because I got chalk all over me. Right. So, but I've tried water watercolor, watercolors, watercolor, um, but I tried that a little bit, and I yeah. wasn't happy with that colored pencil did that I even used some of the methods you told me about mm-hmm. uh, it was okay um, but for me colored pens mm-hmm. so I, I I've done a few pieces and and uh, I I guess they're okay mm-hmm. but I I just I keep going back to the I'm, I'm never completely satisfied with it, like I am the black and white. Right. And I got a friend of mine who who has quite a few of my pieces of art, and she said, and she's a very honest person. She'll tell you the way it is. Mm-hmm. And she says, I like your black and white more than the color. And she's seen it. Yeah. Them, right? And she she really yeah. you know, and she told me why, and I said, okay. You know, it's
0: very dynamic. Mm-hmm it's got a lot of depth to it um, again I told you about my favorite painting mm. that you have that mm. I just adore yeah, that's, the, that's
1: the Clipper ship
0: I love it a print from you. so um, what can we do this is a little bit off that topic but mm. what can we do as a community to cultivate a stronger appreciation for the arts in Spokane it's I feel like it's something that has been growing and it mm. has been growing over the years mm. but how can we help this like how can we kind of bring this awareness to Spokane the Pacific Northwest
1: well I don't know exactly but I just I I know that we're we're making an effort Mm -hmm. and it's not just in one place there's Mm -hmm. there's all over Spokane we're trying to make this more of an art art community Um, which uh, it's a lot better now than it was Five years ago
0: it is I, uh, it's noticeably yeah. different yeah yeah
1: and so um and I know that some of the some people I interact with the conversation of art is something they want to talk about where they never would before and mm-hmm. they even understand some of the art things mm-hmm. so I'm I, I just think we're doing pretty good just keep doing it
0: kind of plug it on as we're going yeah yeah right. now so what is one piece of advice that you yourself as an artist would give a new artist who is looking to get a foothold within the local art scene?
1: Um, first of all, enjoy what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't, you know, you can seek advice from people, but really go by your own heart, what you want to do and how you want to do it. Um, And don't do something because you think that that's the thing you have to do. Do what you like doing. Mm -hmm. And if you sell something, that's wonderful. Uh, If you get somebody to buy something that really is, they have a story to tell, that's great Mm -hmm. too. But primarily, just do your artwork and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing. I've seen people, I remember I, I talked to a lady that was she was sketching you know mm-hmm. kind of a charcoal thing and she was doing it and it was to me it looked okay but she thoroughly enjoyed what she was doing mm-hmm. and i said just keep doing it because you have so much enjoyment yeah there's too many things in this world you don't get enjoyment of. Yeah. we have we're arguing and fighting about just life itself mm-hmm. and to be able to sit down and be able to create a piece that you enjoy doing mm-hmm. that's it yeah that's the most important thing.
0: and you enjoyed the process mm-hmm. and enjoyed the entire creation and culmination of R- it right yeah Larry that's wonderful thank you and thank you again so much for spending the time with us this evening hey, Great. can you tell our audience where they can find you if they're interested in seeing your work and
1: well I go to different venues this next month I'm going to be at a place called Cascadia Uh, it's a public house it's on it's on North Ash just a half a block a little mall up there just half a block north of Francis on Ash it's across from Rosars up there okay and uh, so I'll have my stuff in there Um, and I have it in various places so
0: okay do you have a social media that people can get a hold of as well
1: no I don't um I uh, I just have my website on Etsy and That's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Now I got, yeah, I guess I do have a social media. I didn't (laughs) even know I had one.
0: (laughs) And they can find you under Larry Bergman on Etsy? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think like on our website, we've got a link, so
0: yeah. Yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so much, Larry. Again, thanks for spending your time with us this evening and uh, just very excited to be able to talk to you this evening. All right,
1: thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. (laughs)